ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Swimming with the Fish, where the minority here is the only person that doesn't get to go on vacation. I am the chief, and today I am with the goon. How are you today? I am I am delighted to be here, uh, chief. You know, uh, um, you don't get to go on vacation, huh? No, sir. I am the workaholic or the horse and animal farm, however you want to describe it. So, um, so where's the crutch? You know, I notice I gave notice I gave him the the <laughs> because because he was sort of moaning to us that that he was the only one who didn't have a a definite article in front of his name. Well, he is actually breaking news. Here's a message from Crutch. Thanks, guys, for allowing me the opportunity to chat with all of you from beautiful Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. As I mentioned earlier this month, I'm on vacation with the extended family. There's 13 of us. I had to work extra hours so that I have enough leave to take this week off. My employer, like many in my profession, offers uh, four weeks a year that they're willing to pay me to not work. Uh, The chief's employer takes a different tact, but I'll let him explain his deal. In the past, I've worked for companies that offered as few as two weeks. I've also worked for the federal government that offered holidays, annual leave, sick leave, compensatory time, credit hours, and managers could then grant time off prior to holidays, which I always thought was a little odd that you would need time off to prepare for, you know, time off. Well, I guess everyone approaches this different. The important thing is finding a job that you like, and then maybe you won't take any time off at all. Nah, that will never be the case. It does seem that I should be grateful that at least I still have a job. Since I've arrived in beautiful Cabo San Lucas, uh, Reince Priebus has lost his job, fired by Anthony Scaramucci. Anthony Scaramucci has uh, resigned, please read that, fired, uh, by the new chief of staff, General Kelly. Uh, They need to fill the Department of Homeland Security chief job since General Kelly's no longer there. A whole bunch of folks working in Russia on behalf of the United States State Department will be looking for new work as Putin has asked them to kindly uh, leave the premises. And the entire government of Venezuela appears to be almost out of a job as uh, President Maduro heads for dictatorship. I'm pretty sure my vacation had nothing to do with any of that. Anyway, I'll be thinking of each and every one of you while I indulge in another adult beverage while I listen to the roar of the Pacific Ocean and the Sea of Cortez as they beat each other senseless on the beach in front of me. I'll be back next week, regardless of how I do a Powerball. Talk to you later. All right, and as he stated in his message, one of the things that we're going to discuss today is benefits and how we got them and are they a human right and as we all know and if you don't know then of course due to our uh, philanthropic way of doing things here you can check out the links and get a small history lesson on how health benefits retirement benefits and all those things started Now, uh, Goon being my elder, you can remember back to a time when I can't, where things were a little bit different. Can you elaborate on that? 
Well, yeah, I mean, back there before electricity. Um, Too far. You, you, you need to <laughs> go off a little. So, uh, you know, you're right. We, we were having this discussion the, the other day, Chief. Um, when I was a kid, health insurance was different. What I watched my parents do is different than what I do today. And and here's how it worked. If if something happened to you that wasn't really severe, so you you weren't going into the hospital to have an operation, um, you know, even a smallish one like tonsils, you know, you but if you if you broke an arm, if you oh I don't know, you were chasing your cousin and you ran into a fireplace, hit your head on a stone corner, and had to go get stitches. Let, let's say that happened. All right. Uh, your, your your mom took you to the hospital and you bled in the car all the way over. Uh, no seat belts, by the way, <laughs> on the way to the doctor. So, uh, uh, but the but the seats were vinyl, so the blood cleaned up pretty easy. I mean, that's something, right? Yes. Uh, get all the way over there. Doctor stitches you up. You scream for a while because you know it it hurts. And uh, mom takes out a checkbook and she pays the doctor, and you go home. And the same thing happened for physicals. And the same, I, I actually don't really know how much we paid for things like prescriptions, but I think we just paid them. Now, now my mom was a nurse, so you know maybe maybe she got a little deal from from the druggist and the doctors for this. But uh, we're, we were not a wealthy family. I lived in farm country out in Connecticut, and uh, uh, that's kind of how it was. The insurance that you had was called Major Medical. And major medical was when my mother needed to have a hysterectomy, when my tonsils needed to be taken out. It covered your hospital stay and the cost of the uh, the surgical procedure. And that system seemed to be working. I'm not sure how we got from there to here. Well, I also, not being, you know too far back in the Wayback Machine. Do remember the the commercials for Major Medical and hearing about how, you know, you only needed a catastrophic plan for something that happened to you catastrophically. And I can tell you that for me, all the things that we did, since there were seven of us, you know, would have bankrupt us if things were the way they are today. And even though we were not fully covered because large family, uh, parents weren't uh, rich by any sense of the imagination, but all of us made it through. None of us have any, you know, ridiculous side effects or, you know, gross abnormalities or hideous fourth arms or anything like that. A scar or two, maybe. (laughs) Yes. Those were called learning experiences, you know. Indeed they were. But nowadays, it's like, uh, and, and from the, the research that I was doing, it seemed like after World War II, lots of people coming back, we have uh, things not going the, as well as they could have been going, but in order to get a person to go to your company, you had to give them something that another company wasn't, and that was considered a benefit. Now, I know things changed with the, uh, what was it, the, 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 there was the New Deal, and that, that gave it so that people, the government started thinking for you, 
so you could uh, you wouldn't have to worry about retirement because the government was going to take care of that and then there was the was it the new plan or the great plan uh, the great society in yes. the 60s under uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson and then all of a sudden it was well the government's going to do even more for you and slowly but surely the government has been doing things and every time they do something it seems that it doesn't go exactly the way that they planned it well, no, you know, that's true. You uh, you said something that reminded me, uh, uh, something we hadn't talked about, but but let's see if uh, if you find this interesting. Y- you mentioned Social Security. Right. Did you know that when it was, um, I guess invented isn't the right word, in- enacted? Right. Uh, it was not intended to be your total retirement, ever. It was a safety net, right? Right. How how much of your retirement was it supposed to be? I have no idea. Uh, a third. You are going to get a third from the government and Social Security, a third from your company's pension, which they, um, I know in the history that you have there, they they had pensions for quite a while, like they they had some things as far back as eighteen seventy. Companies uh, cared. Yeah. And uh, and and the other third was supposed to be personal savings. How we got from where we were then to where we are now again is, uh, um, man, the government keeps offering me. Well, they don't even offer. We're we're doing more for you. Yes, it's kind of like a bunch of goons coming to your house. A scary thought for uh, for those of you that know me, and going, hey, we're we're taking over. Get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. You don't know how to run this. Youth guys needs to go home. That's right. You just pay us every month and everything will be just fine. And you know that which brings up another point. So, in the great wisdom of the government, they decide that they are going to now take over uh, a portion of your retirement. Which seemed okay if it weren't for the fact that more and more people started realizing that that was all that they were going to get. Because in certain states, like our grand neighbor to the west, which would be West Virginia, the uh, you had your Social Security, and you had tonight's winning lotto numbers. And, and unfortunately, I don't remember uh, in the past, like, four years, someone winning from West Virginia. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people's uh, retirement plans are not doing that well. I think I think that's probably true. Um, you know, every time the government takes something, I, I know that um, when I started my career, I was a government employee. Try try not to think less of me. <laughs> that's not uh, possible. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think uh, I I was an employee under a retirement system called the Civil Service Retirement System (CSRS). And I was in the government at a time when they switched to the new program, which is called FERS. Yep, F-E-R-S, right? Right. Uh, And FERS is more you put your own money in and the government gives it back to you after a while. And they throw in a little bit. CSRS, uh, you worked for 20 years, and uh, um, as I recall, you didn't pay Social Security. You got CSRS instead. And uh, you got eighty percent of your high three years as your uh, 
as your retirement if you stayed long enough. And how much did you put in for that? Yeah, that'd be nothing, not a zip. So they had to get rid of that because math is going to tell you that it isn't going to work. And man, did they work hard telling people how much better FERS was going to be. And I never understood it. See, that's one of the reasons I couldn't stay in the government is because I would ask what I thought were logical questions and people would get mad at me. I would go, how, how come? Well, what do you mean it's better? This way I put in my own money and the other way I'm putting in nothing. I don't know. Nothing's better than something and I, and I get a better payout at the end. Oh, well, you can't be assured of that. Really, are, are you planning to, to, to screw people right when they retire? Well, they can't come out and say that. But, you know, this is not the first time something like this has happened. Even, I mean, this expands all the way into the video game world, where they even joked about it. Because there's a game called Mass Effect, where you would have a heat sink for uh, your gun. And so as long as your gun was not overheating, it could keep firing. Then they went to a cartridge-based system where you had what are technically bullets. and But you could run out of those, and then you would be defenseless because you had a gun but no bullets. So in the third version, they are discussing why the bullet version is better than a heatsink because you could reload faster. And he brought up, well, what happens when you run out of those bullets? And Well, you shouldn't do that. And much like with the government, you know, you were putting stuff in but now they are stating that they're going to replace it, give you something better. The better one is going to cost you more and will get you less, but why should you do that? Oh, you know, it's, it's great when you don't think about it. And unfortunately, they forced a lot of people. I know that Crutch was forced and he lost his stuff, but I, I still cannot understand why if you are given a choice as a person, to manage your own or let the government do it for you, do you let the government take control? Yes, it is easier and it's kind of like putting things on autopilot, but as we all know, there is a rate of inflation. What was $20, you know, 40 years ago is nothing like $20 today. So if you are putting in money and your money currently with the ridiculous interest rates we have now is making, you know, piddly cents on the dollar, then technically you are not even keeping up with inflation and it seems like you are putting in money to lose it in the future. Would that be a correct uh, guesstimation there? I, I, I think it is. I mean, if you want to know how much inflation has, you you got a calculator handy there, uh, Chief? I always have a calculator handy. I, I thought you would. So, so let's look at what inflation has done. If I want to go fill up... Uh, the Beast, which is my affectionate name for the Goonmobile. Yeah, yes, friends, uh, those of you who are environmentalists, you might want to cover your ears. It is a large, gas-guzzling SUV. Because the, because the Goon is a large man. And besides, I can afford to put gas in it, so it's none of your business. Yep. But uh, would you multiply 26 by, um, I think I paid uh, $2.29 a gallon. So two twenty nine by twenty six. Fifty nine fifty four. So that's how much it costs. Almost roughly sixty dollars, right? Yes. When I graduated from high school uh, uh, in nineteen seventy nine, nearly fifty years ago, nearly forty years ago, I lose track because I'm getting old. Um, it was uh, fifty five cents a gallon. So would you d d uh, do the math there? That'll be fourteen dollars thirty cents. Wow. 
you know, 60 bucks is what you paid for a really nice meal. I mean a really nice meal, like your once-in-a-year meal. And now 60 bucks will get five people a number one over at McDonald's. You know, that's true. I, uh, um, we, we, went to, we stopped at Chick-fil-A over the weekend, and nobody got anything fancy. The, the four of us that were in the car, you know, we got chicken sandwiches and some fries and a couple of drinks. And I think it was almost 30 bucks. Yeah. I remember McDonald's ads that said, you can feed a family of four for under $5. I don't remember those. When um, I was, <laughs> never in Hawaii either, because Hawaii was always expensive. Yeah, money was a new thing back then, so everybody was excited about using it. Well, back then it would have been money that was not backed by gold, and therefore could immediately hit num- in- inflationary numbers that we're still dealing with today. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Um, you know, we, we were talking about benefits. Um, Chief, what benefits do you get with your job? Because your company has a little bit different approach from my company. Yes. In my company, they decided, they give you a choice. You can either have the maximum pay rate that they will accept. So, let's say you make $100, uh, you know, being billed in your chair, and they will take 20%, so I get 80 And that means that I get no paid time off, I get no health care, and I get no 401k matching of any sort. But I get that $80. And that is, to me, uh, a better thing because I figure that I can manage my money better. And I can put it in places that will give me a better return. Now, how's yours, Goon? So, um, we, we have a more traditional benefit program. We don't have, you know... My company is very small, uh, uh, 10 people. And I suppose if I went to the owners and asked for that, they, they might well do it. But it's not something that we advertise. Uh, what we, when, when you come to work with us, we do have health care. You don't have to take it, but there are several different kinds. There is a Cadillac plan that nobody takes because it's like $600 a month just for you and a spouse. Uh, there is the one that everybody who does take it takes, like I have, which is your standard Blue Cross Blue Shield. Actually, a pretty good one, although the the rates have probably tripled since uh, since uh, Obamacare was passed, and the uh, deductibles have gone up considerably from two to five thousand um, dollars. And and we have the best paid time off program in the entire galaxy, the best. I know because I know the guy who uh, uh, who designed it for our company. And, and just when you say the best, just how good are we talking? Uh, we get um, so first of all, we have paid time off. There aren't company holidays, there isn't sick time, and there isn't vacation. You just they, we just lump everything together and paid time off, and you manage it as you please. So if you use up all your time, and then you get sick, uh, you uh, you're, you're working, uh, you're you're taking time off. Uh, without pay leave without pay um, and the re- you, you didn't ask me why I know it's the best program yes I did oh you, yeah do you, do you know because I know the designer yes you, you said that 
Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I was the second employee and said, what do you have for your lead program? And they said, design what you would like best for you. And I, I very much like my time off now. I am at an age where, you know, having time away to be able to take the goon child to college or just to enjoy a day off or something is important to me. Um, but I have worked under the program that you are working at now, and I found it quite acceptable. I just got tired of it, don't want to do it anymore. So I designed a program that gives me the hours but lets me decide how to use them. And I and we can bank some each year. Um, two weeks, maybe? I, I don't remember. And then every five years, they give you a little increase in that. So, you know, pretty much I'll be working two days a year in the next couple of years. <laughs> well... So, well, that is uh, that does sound pretty interesting. And of course, if Crutch were here, he would go on about how how much he likes what he has. I'm sure. And uh, he he did give a little thing, as as you can hear in the background of his message, of of how much he does enjoy where he is at the moment. But I will say that it I do find it interesting how. That is something that you agreed with your company, correct? Yep. It was not forced upon you, correct? No. And that is showing, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit of said company owner. Instead of trying to force you to have something, he said, oh, get what you want and then implement it, which it seems like you have done. Now, for me... Since I do not get it, I have to get it through my wife. So you're, you stating your Cadillac plan was 600 and saying no one has that? Well, mine is, uh, through my wife's, is 700 And, of course, that's for me and my kids, but still. Wow. And we, it, it is not, I wouldn't say it's the greatest, but uh, once again, it is a matter of this huge difference of health insurance and health care. Because even if we break down those two words, it's like you do not get car insurance after you have the accident. Which is, I think, is a terrible thing that we have done here, is that it equals the same. Or at least people think it equals the same. Because what we have is we have people who are stating that they need affordable health insurance after they already have uh, something wrong with them. No, at that point you need health care because the problem has already uh, manifested itself. So what do you do? If you had, if we had something or a system that you could buy into for all the people that are hurting, then maybe the insurance market could subsidize it versus the government taking it from everyone else. Because I know you told me a story of uh, the person that would come to your place, right? Uh, the, the doctor, who one, would make a house call, which is something that never happens anymore, and two, knew you personally and your family, so they knew how much you made, and they could do their own subsidizing, because if you did it, and Mr. Rockefeller got sick, then you could take more from Mr. Rockefeller, and uh, your com your family would pay less, and no one would be the wiser, and yet everyone would still be happy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Uh, uh, our doctor had a cottage in the woods, 
walking distance from my house and he would show up at the back door occasionally he he so my mother was a nurse and and he, they worked together and he knew that that would scare her to death so part of me would do that was just kind of picking on her he'd go knock on the door and she'd freak out um but yeah he made house calls i can remember having the flu and uh, she'd call and say hey doc are you at the cottage yeah can you come over and take a look at my son he's he's got here's here's his vitals right and he would come over and he would make up what it was going to cost pretty much on the spot, I think. And again, the, the you know, I understand that Obamacare and the whole, whole subsidizing people who, who can't afford to pay. I get that. We've always done that. That was, again, done in the pioneer days. But it was the doctor who knew everybody who did it, who said, you know, you know, um, uh, Goon is a wealthy merchant. They're not, well, middle-class merchant in town. He can afford a little more. The Joneses are subsistence farmers. They need some help. Chief, he's a rich guy, you know, almost got as much money as Rockefeller. Um, and Andy's got a good heart, so I know he won't mind subsidizing the rest of the town. He always does such good things with his money anyway. Do you like the way I painted you in there? Yeah, was, I was, was that wondering good? where that was going. But <laughs> I'm going to let that one stand because, you know, uh, but, but yeah, that's exactly it. The people who actually knew the situation could do the subsidizing. The government doesn't know you or me, and it's not because they're evil or good. It's because it's a big bureaucracy that doesn't know. That just can't be good. We need the control in, in our hands in order to make this work. Can you tell me why it is we don't know the price of anything anymore in medicine? You know, I'm thinking that much like what happened in universities and upper-level education, as soon as the government guaranteed that a, a medical system or entity would get paid, they no longer had to advertise things anymore. Because before, you would shop around, hey, I, I need toe surgery, I'm going to go to this person, well, it's going to be this much, well, I'm going to... You get two or three things, just like you do for any general contractor, plumber, anything. But sure. Now, now you go to your guy and you're the guy. I I need this, and he's gonna. And he's, you got insurance? Yeah, I got insurance. Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna take care of it. And you have no idea what has happened until you get the bill from the insurance company saying we paid this for you. That's true. And some of the bills are um, they're incomprehensible. I thought I was a smart guy, but those explanation of benefits are anything but an explanation. Right. It is ridiculous. So, one of the things that uh, besides healthcare that we have been experiencing is the uh, shenanigans at the White House. Yeah, they put in a revolving door over there, haven't they? Yeah, so, uh, as we know, uh, Spicer had decided that he had had enough when he, when Scaramucci was put into power. And I guess they didn't like each other. Was that the deal there? Well, uh, I don't know that. I don't know if he left before or after. I should say that he put in his his uh, statement that he was going to leave before or after Scaramucci went on his little rant of why I hate everybody and I'm going to clean this place up. But I do know that, guaranteed after that, he was on his way out, and he had forced Reince's hand to leave, 
So you have one person saying that they will step down, then you have one person quitting, then you have someone taking his place, which is the general, and you and true to what everyone had said, this general did not take any lip or back talking from anybody. And what was his first order of business? Yeah, mooch. Yes. You're the, done. Get out. <laughs> so the mooch is gone. Next, he uh it seems like he didn't want any dirty laundry from old people like uh, General Mike Flynn. So he today, being the 2nd of October, he decided to get rid of somebody else. That would be the 2nd of August, but perhaps it's different in the Native American calendar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, whatever, man. And that would be Ezra Cohen-Wetnick. So, that is two people, one person in less than three days yeah that's pretty quick i mean i mean it's getting so that we can't remember the names of people who are in there anymore yeah it's you know it's a but hey this may be a very good thing because everyone has been wanting an adult in the room and now you have more than adult you have the drill sergeant yeah i wonder if he wears that smoky the bear hat in when he goes into work I'm not sure, but I know that he's bringing in more people that he knows can get the job done. So, it will be very interesting. I know that they have stated that they, that no one but no one can stop, you know, the, the Trumpster from getting on Twitter and going on his little Twitter rants. But at least now, maybe they can control the inside of the house a little bit better. We could shut down his connection to the internet. Aha! We're having trouble again, Mr. President. Who knew? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think that would go over very well. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm kidding, Mr. President. Please don't send any large men to beat me over here at the house. Okay? If they're larger than you, then that's uh, that's going to be very impressive. I, I I actually agree. I I told you. I told you the president flew over the house uh, last Sunday, didn't I? You mean you saw Air Force One? No, uh, I saw a Marine one. Oh. So my, my house is in the uh, flight path that the president would normally take going to or from Camp David. And uh, this one was a lone white-top helicopter. You know, usually when they fly them, they fly a bunch of them. There's a bunch of decoys and then the real one. And I think because this one was sort of by itself and it was very early on Sunday morning, I know because I was out with one of the goon dogs who, who needed to be outside... So I was out there walking around in shorts without a shirt on, in my in my own backyard, which is fenced, not in view of my neighbors. That's always and, a good thing. <laughs> uh, it it is, and uh, um, yeah, uh, he flew over. I waved. I'm I'm imagining I'm imagining the president looking down, going, I "Hope that guy didn't vote for me." <laughs> I, I seriously doubt that's what he was thinking. Because the dog was relieving herself, and uh, um, and like I said, I was not a sight to behold. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, you know, we, we've done it again. We've wasted some more of your time. This, uh, this fine, uh, so I almost said September, my goodness. <laughs> this fine summer evening. Uh, you all have a great week, and we'll be back with you next week. Good night. <laughs>